So I hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving. I enjoyed everything except the cold that my granddaughters gave me. <laughs> uh, they're so doggone cute, though. Man, you just can't help but get near them. And then afterwards, you're going, why did I do that? <laughs> the Holy Spirit is in the house. As I've been studying, one of the things that just keeps coming to my, my mind and my head is the church needs to rise up. God has something for us to do in this generation that's never been done before. That makes me shudder a little bit. I, I'm a little nervous about that thought. But here's the thing. He's already equipped us. Everything we need is already there. We just need to take hold of it, begin to understand our place in the kingdom, and then let Him do what only He can do. How many have Jesus living inside of you? You've confessed your sins. You said, Jesus, make me a new person. And He has. And now the Holy Spirit's living in you. And Jesus said, when He comes, what's He going to do? He's going to help you. He's going to give you good counsel. And He's going to empower you for service. We are built to reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ. You and I are built to tell people the good news. Are you doing that? If not, why not? Well, I have a, I have a, a hunch that I might know why. And I want to go back again to the very beginning and the, the title of this is Take Dominion. And we don't have that, right? We don't have that back there, or do we? I see it's on, but I don't see it up there. Sweet! Everybody say, praise God! Praise God. Pastor Norm doesn't have to keep looking over his shoulder. <laughs> you didn't say that part. <laughs> Take Dominion. Rule the earth. What does that mean? Well, I hope you already know this, but we are in a battle for life and death for our souls. Every single day, the devil is throwing something at us, trying to trip us up, get our focus off of kingdom things, and rather put it on ourselves. And the Holy Spirit is saying, that's not my plan for you. You need to get your focus on Him, and then He'll take care of all the rest of the stuff. Hallelujah. Satan, the devil, the dragon, just to name a few of his names, he wants to eat our lunch. But the good news is, and I've already said this, Jesus Christ has defeated the devil. He has defeated death. And he, he has given us eternal life. Amen. Now originally, and, and I assume many of you probably already know this, Satan was one of God's lead worshipers. 
And in the past, I've, I've drawn a relationship between the lead worshiper and what happens next, but that's not, that's not accurate. A lead worshiper is somebody God loves. A lead worshiper is somebody that knows the heart of God. He understands what rings God's bell. And Satan knew that. But at some place in time, he started to question his allegiance to God. And he began to wonder, oh, what would it be like if these angels worshipped me instead? You know, that's what happens with humanity too. We get to that place where we begin to think we're God's. What does the world owe me instead of giving our allegiance to the one who created us? There's only one that deserves our allegiance. There's only one that should be getting our praise and our worship, and that is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that's truth. But we need to understand that Satan was a created being, just like you and me. In fact, in Colossians, it says this, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Verse 16, for through him God created everything. Where? In the heavens and on the earth. And there's a little bit more there at the end, but it gets my point across. Satan, the devil, is a created being just like the angels, just like you and me. Now, we were created in God's image, and many feel that that image has a lot to do with the fact that we have language. We can communicate with God. Now, the, the animals, the animal kingdom, doesn't have that ability, but we do. And another thing, we, unlike the rest of the animals, we have a choice. We are free will agents. And we can do whatever we please. But there are consequences. We can either serve God or we can serve the devil. And Jesus said you serve one or the other. You don't have a choice. There's no in-between. You can't get in the middle and, and play politician and go, yeah, I'm going to serve both sides. Uh-uh, don't work. You either serve God or you serve the devil. Which one are you serving today? Who's ruling you? The devil was no longer satisfied with worshiping the king. He wanted to be worshipped. According to Scripture, his rebellion against God resulted in both he and a third of the angels being cast down to the earth. Only God is supreme. And Satan's insolence was costly. Revelation 12 tells us this in verse 7 and following. Then there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels. And the dragon lost the battle. And he and his angels were forced out of heaven. God rules. All right. It's not moving. Next one. Or did it die? There we go. 
this great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, my red letters, the one deceiving the whole world. Who's our enemy? How is he our enemy? He deceives us. He tries to convince us that there's more. That we need more than what God's already given us. God's given us everything. He's held nothing back. But the devil's going, no, you want more. You can can do whatever you want as a human being. You have that freedom. Why, if you want to go out there and commit all kinds of lewd acts, that's between you and you. The problem is this. That's not true. Everybody is going to give an account. We're all going to stand at the judgment seat one day and we are going to tell Jesus how we lived this life. We either lived it for him or we lived it against him. It's your choice. Well, a little bit of sin isn't going to matter. If you're thinking like that, you've already lost. Well, if I go to that one web page... Nobody sees that. I'm, you know what you sound like? The devil. He's in your head. He's trying to convince you you can do whatever you want. I, nobody's watching. If I, if I drink a little bit, a little sip here, nobody's going to know. It'll be out of my system by tomorrow. God knows. You want to be in full control of your faculties. Don't give the devil a door, a foothold into the door of your life. Don't give it to him. You fight against him. Devil, get behind me in the name of Jesus. The world is going to try to get you to do the opposite of what God wants you to do. And you got to be smart enough to see it coming, and then you got to resist it. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. I'm going to talk more about that next week. But just to get this in your head and heart today, God wants to do the supernatural in us, through us, around us, for us. But we got to be living right. There's no more playing both sides. And I think that's what we heard today through the prophecies in the Word. You can't serve two gods. Hmm. Right now I'm sitting here going, man, I wish I felt better. But the Lord had me come today. And, and my friend... Martha, jo- Barb, Pastor Barb goes this morning, she goes, why don't you call Martha Joe and just see if she can preach today? Part of me says I should have. <laughs> but I think God had something for me to deliver here today. Hmm. Going back to Genesis. We see that the devil was thrown down to earth with all his angels. Back to Genesis. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. (laughs) 
we brush over this so quickly and we immediately think of, you know, the light of the world, the sun, right? But how much more is the light of the sun, S-O-N, in us? And Jesus was right there when this happened. He made sure that all creation was. God, the Father, used him the word. He spoke it. Let there be light. And there was light. Order was brought to the earth. And I've said this before, and it just bears witness again today. There's no such thing as darkness, only the absence of light. Darkness isn't a thing. And I've had so many people come to me and say, well, if God created everything, where did evil come from? And my, my best answer, and the only answer that I have been able to come up with, is evil is like darkness. There's no such thing as evil, only the absence of God. That's where it's evil. What is hell? Separation from? Do you get it? Does that make sense? If we could get this in our hearts, it would change how we live. What this tells me, church, is that when we walk outside of this place, we're light bearers. We take good with us. Why is the earth getting so dark? Because the church isn't letting her light shine. Scripture says, Jesus said this, that the hearts of many will grow cold in those last days. Don't let this be you. Keep that fire burning. Hello? Keep those embers hot. (laughs) What the Holy Spirit wants to do. Our mission is so important. The church has so much to do yet. Hello? Man, it's, it's like ringtone stereo here. All at once. Now I could blame it on the devil, but I won't. But I do know he tries to confuse. We need to let our light shine. Matthew 5, 16, the New King James says, let your light shine. Read this with me. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And the the verse before it says what? You don't take a light and put it under a bushel. You don't cover a light, right? You take that thing off so everybody can see it. You put it on the highest point so everybody can see it. And that's what the church is supposed to do. Can I get a good amen? Amen. I hadn't thought of this before, but I wonder sometimes if we aren't here. Listen, Satan was God's lead worshiper, an archangel. He had power. He had position. And he gave it all up for self-aggrandization. I don't even know if I said that right. 
It was all about him. And then God comes to this planet and he creates human beings in his image and he sets us free. He says, go out, have your way. Have a bunch of kids and take dominion over the earth. I think that's the next, is that the next one? Let us make human beings in our image to be like ourselves. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them, two sexes. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. And my red letters, say it with me. Fill the earth and govern it. Look at your neighbor and say that. Fill the earth and govern it. We have a job to do. Fill the earth and govern it. Rain over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. That was God's initial plan. Fill the earth, have many children, govern it, make it subordinate. The earth does not rule people. The people rule the earth. There are too many cooks in the kitchen right now as, as far as it concerns the earth. Somebody with common sense has got to understand that People are more important than this planet. This was God's instruction, and I'm not against, don't get me wrong here. We need to take care of this planet. It's an amazing, amazing planet. God knew what he was doing when he made it. And it has sustained us for 6,000 years plus or whatever. So we don't want to let that part go. We need to take, do our part, take care of it. But I don't think it's to the detriment of humanity. I'm not trying to be political at all here. Please, please understand my heart. Hallelujah. This passage shows that God's original intent was for Adam and Eve to fill the earth with their children who would become Bearers of light to rule the earth. That was their mission. But, everybody say, right side of the butt. But, temptation in the garden led to the unthinkable. Adam and Eve gave up control when they subjected themselves to the temptation. I've never understood how Satan became God of this planet. And the Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, and this isn't all of it, but you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. Satan, who is the God of the world. How did he get control when God gave it to Adam and Eve? I just said it. Adam and Eve gave up control when they yielded to Temptation. Are you tracking with me today? What's this have to do with us? That was Ema, Eve, and Papa Adam. Abba. The first daddy. 
because we're still being robbed today just like they were. We need to take dominion. We need to take our place and begin to rule this planet again. When we give the devil dominion, like the first couple, when we yield to temptation, we are literally handing him the keys and saying, have at it. But here's the thing. <laughs> and this is something you've got to understand. The devil cannot take it from you. He doesn't have the power. You have to give it to him. This can be personally, individually, and it can be corporately, nationwide. A people can give the devil dominion. A nation can give the devil dominion. I'm trying to remember the word. Zigrist. Zigrist. Something like that. And every age has its own spirit. Do you know that? I'll put it down next week. I didn't put it in my notes this week, but Zig, zig something. Thank you. Who said that? Ah, I figures you'd know that. <laughs> Look it up. It, it literally is the spirit of each age. Each age has its own something that relates to them. I'm not exactly sure what the spirit of this age is representing other than the Antichrist. I, I think it's time. They've been saying that for 6,000 years, but I do believe the devil is he's about at the end of his rope. Knowing that Adam and Eve yielded their dominion to the devil, how do we get it back? I'm going to try to run through this. The only one that who, who could get dominion back is Jesus. Jesus. Yes. You are good studies. Why is that? Because he's the only one who is perfect, which means he is sinless. Yes. The rest of us are all sinners. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, except Jesus. And because of that, he was the only one fitting who could suffer and die for our sins and be born again, be raised from the dead, bringing us with him. The Bible says Adam was the first. Jesus is the second Adam. Only Jesus' reign will never end because he is seated at the right hand of the Father. And all dominions will become his footstool. <laughs> Hallelujah! Jesus, say this with me, Jesus is in control. And the good news is, you and I have been drafted into the vine. Grafted into the vine. I said drafted. Grafted into the vine. Which means our lineage may have gone back to Adam originally, which it did. Now it goes back to Jesus. 
He, we are his heir. Right? H-E-I-R. He, we are his heir. And God wants to give us dominion. And that means what? We have got to take it. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm going to read this one. Revelation 12.10. I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens, It has come at last salvation and power in the kingdom of our God and the authority of Christ. Hallelujah. And then it goes on. I don't like the last part of this. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth, the one who accuses them before our God day and night. So we know Satan is our accuser. But we know Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth. Hallelujah. I'm going to run into the next part of this. The next part. And they defeat, say this with me, and they defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. You can stop there. Stop it. They defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. They didn't love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens rejoice. But terror will come on the earth and see. For the devil has come down to you in great anger, knowing that he has what? Little time left. But he doesn't have control over us unless we give it to him. Can you say that to your neighbor? He doesn't have control over us unless we let him. One more time, please. He doesn't have control over us unless we let him. Common sense. We're blood-bought, born again, filled with God's Holy Spirit. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Unless, I'm losing my voice, unless we let him. Get that in your heart. Take dominion. Rule the earth. I'm about to wrap up. I already already quoted this one. I said it earlier. You want God's power? Live in righteousness. That means, first of all, you put on the righteousness of Christ. But secondly, it means that you don't go after temptation. You don't let that stuff get in your heart and life. Don't let it rule you. Don't let anything rule you but Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I thought of this, or recently I read this. Do you know that God will never subject you to himself? So if you're ever feeling like you're controlled, that's not God. Because God doesn't control you. God gives you freedom. Right? So if you're feeling the pressure, if you're feeling like somebody's got your strings and they're like a puppet there, you know what I'm saying? That's not God. (laughs) What do you need to do? Cut those strings. 
Whatever it is, whatever is tying you to that control, cut them. And let Jesus in. I've got so much more to share, but the time is always so short Sunday mornings. But I just want you to know that we've been given a mission, and that is to take control, take dominion, and rule the earth. I shared this in the New King James. The NLT says in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. The more that we do these good deeds, the less we're going to see this darkness. You want to know what Satan hates? Listen, he doesn't like it when we pray. But that's not the biggest threat to him. The biggest threat is when you love people in the name of Jesus. The biggest threat is when you go and you help somebody that doesn't deserve your help. Maybe it's somebody that has called you out. They've they've made fun of you. They have ridiculed you. And then God gives you the opportunity to go to that person and say, you know what? I see you're hurting. What can I do to help? It blows them away. They're like, what? After everything I've done to you, you're going to love me? Yeah. Jesus said we have to forgive. And I don't care if that's somebody in your own house or a politician or a teacher or a parent. I guess they'd be in your own house usually. We have to forgive. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. You do that, oh man, that's the start of the righteous person. Second, when you're loving people in the name of Jesus, we are smack in the middle of Thanksgiving and Christmas. And this church has got opportunity to be a blessing. Find somebody to bless. Find somebody to love. Find somebody to let your light shine. And let those good deeds lead to your Father. Hallelujah. You know what that's going to do? It's going to blow the devil's mind. He's going to be like, ah! Because he hates it when you serve the king. Let your light shine through your kindness, generosity, love, and so on. When you let your light shine, you will overcome the darkness. And I wanted to conclude with this. Can you put the next one up? What wattage is your bulb? This struck me this morning just before I came out. I was going to bring a light and I thought, eh. You know what a one watt bulb looks like? It's weak, right? I mean, you know it's on if it's a totally dark room. And that's some of us. We're one waters. <laughs> kind of sad. And then some of you, man, you are, your engines are getting charged up. You're letting the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do in you. You're all the way up to 25 water. Can you see a 25 watt bulb? In the darkness? Yeah. Even sometimes in the daylight a little bit. You get where I'm going with this? 
Where do I want us to be? And I'm just using that as a number. That's not infinite, but you get what I'm saying. I mean, I'm a flashlight guy. Any of you other men flashlight guys? I, I, I'm a, you ask my wife, she will tell you I'm a firm believer. No man can have too many flashlights. And they have to have good batteries. Right? And I, when they first came out with those 2 million watt handheld, you know, it looks like an airport light. You flash that thing around, 747s try to land. I saw that and I went, Barb, I got to get one of those. And she, she just looks at me, she goes, no. Because <laughs> she knew I'd get in trouble. God wants us to be bright enough for the world to see who we serve. Jesus. Stand with me. Jesus. Say it with me. Jesus. How strong or weak is your light? Last slide. We need to take dominion through Christ. We need to be his light bearers. And by doing so, we will literally cancel the darkness. Father, I want to just thank you for everybody that's here today. I wasn't sure how to close today, but I just believe you've got, you've got a plan. And I just ask that you would help each of us as we chew on this message this week. Holy Spirit, bring it back to our remembrance. Remind us, even in those darkest places, that the light shines in us. We're the light bearers, and we need to let it shine. And Lord, if we've been in the negative, if we've been covering up this light of ours, for whatever reason, fear, lack of commitment to you, God, help us with that. Help us to be sold out. Help us to yield to you 100% that nothing will get in the way of what you want to do in us and through us. We want to be used by you, Lord. We've already prayed that here today. And now we just want to give you permission to do that. If that's you, just lift your hands. You're giving him permission. Lord, let your light shine through me. Let it be more than a one-watt bulb. Let it be even more than a 25-watt bulb. Lord, just let it shine so bright. Help us to love people brightly, to care for others brightly, to not take offense brightly. Lord, help us to defeat the enemy and take dominion of this planet once again. I know you've already bought and paid for it. We just need to grab hold of it. And that's our plan and our purpose. Now help us to achieve that goal today. And everybody said, Amen. Got four minutes. Heads bowed, eyes closed, just for a minute. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Norm, I, I don't exactly know everything you talked about today. I'm not familiar with it. And I need to take that first step. I need to say yes to Jesus. I need to commit my life to Him and ask Him to forgive me of my sins, Lord. If that's you today, 
Just lift your hand up so I can see it real quick. Hands going up all over the room. Thank you. You put them down. Anybody else? Would you pray this prayer with me? And let's pray this as a church. You know, we're all family. We're in this together. And there is not a person in this room who's judging anybody for saying yes to Jesus, for admitting that you are broken. Because we're all broken. (laughs) The only healer is... Ah, you are good studies today. I love it. Father, pray this with me. Father, I want to be your kid, your son, your daughter. And today, I yield to you. Holy Spirit, you've been calling me for generations. And today, I say yes to Jesus. Forgive me of my sins and make me a new person. In Jesus' name. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you all the days that I have left. And I pray this in your precious name. In the name of the Son of God. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand today. I just want to thank the Lord for getting me through this hour and a half. And I still have my voice, sort of. Listen, if you just said yes to Jesus, we have a little booklet we want to give you on your way out. Uh, Just grab one that's the start of something wonderful. If you haven't got it already, please get one. This will help you on your journey. And uh, for the ladies at the refuge, if uh, I keep calling it the refuge, for the ladies from Bear River, um, on the Tuesdays, if you need a Bible, they'll bring you one on Tuesday and you can get one there. Um, and, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I wish Pastor Barb were here today to greet you and to say the final blessing, but she's not. So I hope you get better. We miss her. And uh, Father, again, we have so many good things going on here. Just bless each one as only you can. Get everybody home safe today. Lord, those that are traveling, some of our friends we haven't seen in years, Lord, just bless them, uh, bless them richly. And, and we just entrust this church, this body, into your hands. Amen. God bless you.